Okay, we're back with another Out Now Nights. Nights. We've done it. We've reached Out Now Nights. Uh huh. Twenty five. <laughs> I was waiting for you Milestone. to say nights. Milestone nights. <laughs> and um, this is a little uh, riddle. Be this Batman. We're back with more Batman talk <laughs> because, of course, Abe was not able to join us for the Batman podcast episode, but we I wasn't. Have plenty of time now to discuss all the Batman that we want to. And first and foremost, Abe, I want to know what were your thoughts on Matt Reeves' Batman? I really liked it. Like I, I, I listened back to your review, uh, your main review between you, Scott, um, Marcus, Marcus, and Peter, and I was like, I, if Peter and seems like Peter seems like Marcus was like the the highest on it, and then Peter next, and then you, and then Scott. Oh, Peter loved it. Peter, oh, Peter, Peter Schubert loved it. Okay, yeah. So reverse those two, Marcus and Peter. Uh, I think I'd be like right underneath Marcus and ahead of you uh, and then definitely ahead of Scott. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it for a lot of reasons, a lot of technical things, actually, um, beyond just the whole entire idea of Batman being Batman and detective story and whatever else. Like, I really thought that like right when it started, I was just like, this is incredible, just panel work. Um, and I haven't really gotten that feeling since, uh, or, or I mean, this is an, a sort of a feeling akin to um, what you and I have talked about with uh, Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man. Um, and then it's it's almost like, you know, Ang Lee did a, an actual literal panel on the screen with Hulk. Um, but I just was able to like see all the comic book panels as this was going on. So like that first hour and a half, like I was just super jazzed about it and really uh, enjoyed watching Batman talk about year two of his life, being Batman, being a weirdo, being super reclusive and kind of just <laughs> skimp in a giant bat costume, uh, trying to solve uh, some large scale murders. Um, but Again, from a technical aspect, like there was just a really a lot to enjoy here. You guys talked about the score, but I really enjoyed the cinematography, which you guys also chatted about. But I, I love the use of like aspherical lenses. Um, it kind of creates like this weird distortion whenever you're whenever you're um, taking a look at some parts of them close up. But I just uh, I'm a big fan of just the way that it was um, executed. So good job for Matt Reeves and. You talked about this. Greg Fraser is a cinematographer. Greg yeah. Fraser as well for cinematography. But you talked about this very briefly too, which is just you talked about pacing and how it had a deliberate pacing. I sort of characterized it as like I uh, I thought that Matt Reeves allowed scenes to breathe, um, and you definitely guessed that, that throughout the entire movie. I mean, I could give you comps uh, from either Nolan's series versus this one. But I think that there's just this ability to uh, let you sit in a scene for a little bit longer than you normally would with maybe another action movie slash like superhero movie where it's just edited very quickly to either get to a point and or finish the scene out. And Reeves was like, let me just sit here for like another 10 seconds or another like five seconds and really just make you feel like it might be it might be a little bit much, but it also it's kind of the story that I'm trying to tell and then I think just lastly, there's just a lot of really good uh, fight choreography slash like visual storytelling, like the legitimacy or I'm sorry, the, the, the um, legibility of it was really high. And that's mm -hmm. something that you don't really get a lot of like 
uh, even in like the Nolan ones where it's, it's edited the way that, um, you know, action movies are edited where uh, there aren't just real fighters. And it's like, well, you know, th- this is a person in a suit, this is a person in a mask. So it's, it's fairly simple to put in the stunt double and nobody really know anyway. Uh, you would think that it's Pattinson, but just the way that they choreograph that and they let you see it wide, um, very legible. And I just found that to be incredibly like, uh, it, it was like a really nice touch to a movie that I think already had a lot going for it again, from like a, from a standpoint of the director, Matt Reeves, putting a lot of thought and craft into scenes, the context of the characters, um, et cetera. Anyway, I'm just rambling here, but kind of closing it out. I really enjoyed it. I've seen it twice now. I will say that I was like the enthusiasm was not as great the second time, um, but there still a lot was a lot to enjoy. And I actually really, I actually enjoyed the Alfred Bruce Wayne stuff much more like in the second go around than the first go around. I've got to think of these things point by point. I will say I, yeah. I, I saw, I saw it twice before we did the previous episode, but I, I because it's been a week, and I've you know seen all sorts of things since then. I watched the trailer beforehand just to get myself in the Batman mood again. And yeah, it's, and it's funny because you say you're lesser on it the second, not necessarily lesser, but you know just the enthusiasm lesser the second time around. And I somewhat felt that way too at the same time that I watched the trailer. It's like I want to see Batman again. Like I was yeah, just yeah. watching. I was just kind of getting into it right there. Um, I there's certainly plenty. You know I've talked about this already. There's certainly plenty of things to. I like the movie you know quite a bit like it's a good yeah. movie i have no denial of that whatsoever as far as what you're just speaking to the action what i think i like about the action among other reasons is there's only so much of it so it's not mm-hmm. like the movie's dependent on these fight scenes make or breaking whether or not the batman works as an action movie right there's only sure. there's only so many like actual fights he gets into like there's like yeah, one at the beginning there is like a, a bit of a just like a brief scuffle with him and catwoman uh, the club stuff, mm-hmm. and then like the end, mm-hmm. and, so, so and you know there's a big car chase, but it doesn't really count. I mean that's that's different. Um, yeah, it's a different thing. But, but yeah, like his movements are yeah. I, I think Matt Reeves does know his way. Or I mean, he's for one thing, he's done this a number of times at this point as far as choreographing large scale action sequences, whether it be with apes or you know giant monsters terrorizing Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So the idea of putting Batman on a street and fighting people. Seems like par for the course for this guy at this point. Sure, yeah. But I do think the way, yes, the way he and, and Fraser and you know the team make this work is, well, you have a costume that seals functional, which we talked about. And mm-hmm. yeah, you do give it a chance to, you know, show him moving. Um, and, you know, the best we've got of that is the, the Batman v Superman with Snyder. Like they had a whole bad action sequence of him doing basically the video game, like just being Batman fighting people. Sure. And so it's, it is nice to see more of that now, which does feel like it's based off just better handles on how to make these costumes work compared to, you know, 89 um, and just wanted to be freed up from what you've seen before in Batman movies, right? Reeves has a very specific vision for how he wants this to look. And by way of that, he can incorporate some clever ideas for making these Batman fight action sequences work. So yeah, I, like I do, I agree with you. I do think that could be action like, the, the fight action um, works well. And he, you know, gets these gadgets. That's always fun. Yeah, he gets <laughs> the gadgets. And it, what's cool about it is, again, it's year two, so I really dug that, hey, he's starting to get his sea legs, but at the same time, like, he's still... Taking doing, hits. Yeah, he's still taking hits like, because he's an idiot. Um, he's just like, I don't know how to stop myself in this giant bat wingsuit, so I guess this is the best idea. And I was like, that's 
you know, it's it's sad, but it's also funny. But it's also like, oh, I, I, I can see where he's being a doofus. And he's just like, I just never been in these situations before. Um, or even like, you know, um, there's something I want to get back to you as well uh, from the trailers. But uh, well, that flight, trailers- real quick, that flight suit you just mentioned. What I like there is when he first gets to the top of the building, he gasps as yes. in, like, I'm on the top of a fucking tower. Yeah. This is terrifying. Gordon, you didn't tell me that I was going to be at the top. <laughs> like, this, this is high. Right. <laughs> like, I, like, I have the materials I need to get myself off of this building, but this is a, this is a bit, you know, he's not exactly the guy that's perched on next to gargoyles on top of skyscrapers yet. He's the right. guy that's like, I guess I'm a stuck there, double guy, but this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I've only got one shot at this here. Um, and it, it's really uh, fun to see those kinds of experiments take place. I mean, there's other ones too. You talk about this utility belt, and um, I, I really dug that it was a utility belt, man. Like, yeah. uh, there was just pockets and like, you know, uh, high grade uh, leather uh, capacity, or uh, what am I talking about? Like, you know, places to place things versus like, I love Keaton, but you know how they have the insert shot of, um, his little guy coming around the waist and then he pulls uh-huh. it out to yep. shoot uh, for him and Vicky Vale to climb up to the, or to fly up to the, the top of the roof and stuff like that. I was like, this was just like, no, this is just like a literal like belt that he got at like a, a surplus store. And exactly. he's also got like it's the exactly little like med that. kit like yeah. on his leg. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is a really functional thing. And I'm not saying that it has to be like practical or, or uh, super grounded. I just dug that there are these details about year two batman yeah there's an internal logic to all the things he has on him that makes a level of sense yeah and there's also like if you move into just you know bruce wayne himself too i dug that this bruce wayne was yes i think you guys mentioned that it's not really a bruce wayne movie it's a batman movie but i just dug that there's like hey man there's this like reclusive billionaire orphan guy who just lives in this tower in the middle of the city um nobody really sees him so nobody can really care about him uh, and because of that, it allows him to just basically be Batman for like 90% of the movie. Um, and I found that to be very, like, uh, it wasn't like a, an, uh, a, an ease out of a storyline. Mm-hmm. It kind of actually just made more sense. It was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like he's just not ready yet. Like he's like this, I guess at the time, if he is second year Batman, what would that make him like late twenties, early thirties? Yes. So he's like still trying to like figure out like his own like balance of Bruce Wayne slash Batman. And I, and I dug that they didn't have the full blown um, backstory. Mail. Yeah. Wayne, but, Wayne's yeah. get killed and all that. Well, I mean that, not only that, but like the, the whole entire backstory of, of like, or side story of Bruce Wayne billionaire playboy. Oh, him doing that. Yeah. yeah Cause he's not like, there yet. Yeah. He's, he's totally not. not there yet. Like you do see glimpses of it. Like I thought it was like a fucking uh, G move. To show up to like a uh, to a city uh, memorial in like a Corvette Stingray, it's like <laughs> <laughs> that. That's a Bruce Wayne move because he's just he's a weird guy, but also he has like really nice collection of cars, I guess. Um, but no, I I really dug the like yes that they didn't really go into um, you know the alleyway Joe Chill kind of stuff. But um, you talked about this too. Wait, real quick, I want to address that. That like I. I'm so of two minds about it. Like on the one hand, yeah, yeah, I don't mind that there's like a very Batman focused movie because for one thing, I like Batman. Yeah. But also, 
you know, we don't get that very often. A movie that's not only not focused on the villains, but really focused on specifically Batman as opposed to Bruce Wayne. That is something different. That is something I could admire yeah. because we haven't got that take before. Um, the, the, the issue I found is that it's just, you know, by not having Bruce Wayne, there's, there's less character here. And I, I think the movie does take to, to uh, take uh, take for granted our our own personal knowledge of Bruce Wayne, and that's a weird sure. thing to consider because it's like on the one hand it's like, well, yeah, I do know Bruce Wayne. I've seen ten fucking Batman movies. Like, I get, I know what the guy is, mm-hmm. but is that fair on a movie stamp? Like, if I was in a vacuum, like, who is this guy? Like, like, and I, and the movie, I think it, I don't think it doesn't do an adequate job of giving me that, but I do think by making that choice it's the problem that i talked about in the episode where i think by the end of this movie i i don't feel the arc for him i don't feel that there's the 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 growth that comes is because he told me he had growth as opposed to me feeling he went through that growth and i think part of that's because i didn't get a lot of the human person that this is i got a lot of this guy doing this thing you know doing the plot Mm -hmm. i think but i didn't get a lot of who batman is beyond that beyond when he told me who he is that, that, that's fair. That's I think that's a fair criticism of kind of just like the, the quickness of it. Like I totally felt as though there was the arc there mm-hmm. um, of Batman starting out and being like, hey, man, I'm not even Batman. I'm just called Vengeance. I'm just mad all the time. And then <laughs> getting into like uh, fights with like almost anybody. But I love just the way that he set himself up. Just like they're scared of me now. Like I kind of run these streets because of fear. I agree. Um, And then, you know, later it's like, oh, by the way, like you you mentioned this during the, the main review. It's like the extremism that is caused by this idea of Batman. I, mm-hmm. I forget how you phrased it, but I really dug that too. Because yes, it is like a modern approach to things mm-hmm. uh, of what is happening currently today in terms of like if you read a specific person or if you watch a specific stream of news or if you like what, visit a specific website like just all the time and you're consuming it. Like this is kind of very like... Um, like peacemaker's dad when he goes to go visit him <laughs> and like the only station on is like that news station and it's like he's like why do you watch this shit and he's like it's the only real thing on in america man mm-hmm. um and it's like that thing where it's like oh wow i really like i can identify with this and i'm glad that reeves didn't like hit me on the head and be like see huh huh this is why you can't listen to like this or that or pay attention to that person like it's more just the extreme uh, or the actions of your consequences um and i i got that i guess from this version of batman that said hey you were like just it's like reckless guy behavior before but you know like that you you basically become the person that you didn't want to be and i can understand what you're saying of just like well you kind of fast forward through a lot of that growth um because there's no real like uh, time frame in here too like i think you start off october 31st it's like a week because yeah it's yeah, halloween like and, then he, and then because then the, the um what the his narration it's like november 6th gotham's right. underwater <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like a quick uh you know it's a quick get there moment but i think visually there was like some really cool storytelling so on second watch um, real quick just to mm-hmm. get on that again the what you're saying about like how they're relating to this guy because of his actions and you know what people like basically what the riddler's folks are yeah and the riddler are taking away i can agree that it's nice that it's not hitting that drum too hard as far as the thematics going on there and how that connects to today i wouldn't mind a little bit more if that if we have a three-hour movie yeah i can i can sacrifice a couple of 
Batman looks up a thing detective style and then realizes that's wrong and looks up another thing five minutes later. We can lose a couple of those since they're redundant for the sake of hitting on those themes a little bit more. That's that's I guess where I'm at there. And these are things like it's not, you know, it's not like they're detrimental to the movie for me. It's just the thing that merely takes it down from like, you know, an A minus B plus to a B B plus. Like it's that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's weird because like even on your grading scale, I'd probably be there too with you. Right. Mm Because like I don't think there was like an A plus like I this is one of the the best movies of like the decade kind of thing. Like maybe upon retrospect as the decade plays out, we'll see. But I it's 2022, you know, it's at the top 15. (laughs) Yeah. Like I (laughs) but I I, I certainly like didn't leave the, the theater like super like blown away and be like I will never, you know, nobody's going to top that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that it doesn't have legs to do that. It's just that I definitely felt the length of it too at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also had questions around just, oh, well, you know, like some of those motivations or just some of the ways that this is like uh, finished up uh, kind of questionable. But I want to sort of come back to something that you mentioned, which is the trailers. Like, I am so glad I only watched the fandom trailer. Yeah. And the first trailer and those are the only ones that i saw so i didn't even know that john Turturro was in this movie so he shows up and i'm just like oh shit john Turturro's in this movie and he's doing a really great job yeah i like i knew that at some point just because it was in the news but i uh-huh. is he in another trailer i don't even notice if he's in i don't know i mean like i'm okay. just saying, well, like I, I was just well i i could agree i guess but at the same time it's like well it wasn't spoiled for me marketing wise yeah. but i i only watched the those first i watched there's three there's four trailers there's the fando trailer yeah the main trailer that we talked about yep there's the bat and the cat trailer those are like the first three then there was a final trailer they got one over there's always just a final trailer that's like yeah, a yeah. Week, oh, two weeks before or whatever i didn't watch that one because it's like well like, what am i gonna do nazi batman unless i see this yeah like, <laughs> right so. but that's like the largest question that i had which is like warner brothers like why aren't you just trusting your product here I mean, you're thinking that people don't know who Batman is and aren't going to go see Batman. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a diff, that's a different conversation, but, a, but it boils down to not, a, you know, people like knowing what they're getting into. That is, it's a researched fact when it comes to this kind of thing. They don't, okay, many people are just not concerned with that kind of thing. Now, the best marketing knows how to sell everything they can without revealing things. Right. And yes, this Batman marketing campaign it feels more spoiler centric than normal for a Warner Brothers movie specifically. Warner Brothers tends to be pretty good about this. Yeah, but I mean, it's there's a reason why they have this many trailers and this many things because people like you, they know you don't need to see all these. But not every there are people that are just like, you know what? I saw this final trailer for Batman. Can't wait to see it. Like right, it's, that's like 127 million dollars can't be wrong. Can exactly, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like the box office results show that right. people did not mind if they knew yeah. John Turturro, or, or like or, it's, or it's crazy to think that like, oh, you guys showed like a key scene in the end in one of the trailers. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't see this part or anything like that because. Well, that's the big thing, right? The, yeah. the 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 trailer we did watch is the one where Pe- where Pe- where Riddler gets Penguin. caught. Where, uh, no, Riddler. The Riddler gets arrested oh, yeah. at the in the, sure, in the sure. diner, which is you know two hours into the movie. <laughs> and that, alone, that was totally let, fine. Let alone yeah. the first, let alone the first time we you know see the Riddler's face. Uh, now, granted, we know it's Paul Dano just because we follow this, so it's like yeah. it's not a mystery yeah. to us. But at the same, plus time, you know the way that his shape looks, it's like that's definitely Paul Dano. Sure, from the from but, the back. But like the way you know. They marketed this movie based on 
there is a scene where Paul Dano is going to get caught in the diner. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. that was the, one of the very first trailers they showed us. And it's like, that's right. a weird choice <laughs> as far as like getting us in here. Right. Exactly. Especially like, Oh, I thought that there was going to be some more intrigue or slash like, uh, you know, suspicion into who might be, who the, the main villain might be, even though you see the, the cast list, it'd be interesting to see the reveal on the, on the screen, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's just a lot revealed and I haven't seen the bat and the cat trailer, but I did watch like the second trailer and maybe the final trailer, and I was like, wow, there's just a lot here that I personally would have been bummed out if I had seen it. I mean, you know, going into this movie and being like, you can basically piece together everything, and a lot of it happens toward the end. I and mean, this is still the trailer, but a lot of the stuff that they're picking up is sort of the end, like helicopter shots. Because yeah, it's action, it's action stuff, which is right. you know, stuff you put in a trailer. I think my, the thing that doesn't bother me about this is, like I was... I. I think I was saying this off mic or off recording actually just to the rest of the guys on the show. I don't think there's much to actually spoil in this movie. Like outside of reading what the plot is, it I, there's not like big, maybe like the Joker thing, which is that's whatever, but like that's not relevant to the movie. Mar- Marcus had a great joke. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. when, when you, when you ask like, Hey, who do you think they go after next? And Marcus just like, have they done the Joker? <laughs> yeah, that's maybe less. <laughs> but I mean, I what I think, I don't, I don't think there's much that you can like actually spoil and someone be like, oh, you're ruining the movie for me because like it's a Batman movie where he does Batman things. And yeah, supposed to be Batman style. Like, I mean, it's it's not something we haven't seen. That's understandable. So like, I mean, unless you're reading with, every Wikipedia paragraph, it's like I hope not. What? It's, what? It's like what? Did don't I do that to yourself. <laughs> I, that's understandable because you know again your point still stands of just people will watch a an ip thing just because they they know what the ip thing is so would there, would there would the reaction i have be different if like i saw that penguin end of the car chase sequence for the first time in a theater probably like because it's an amazing sequence yeah at the same time though as one who was not initially excited for a Batman movie, which sounds insane when I say that out loud, just because we've had so much Batman and not great Batman over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. seeing that trailer where Batman flips Penguin over, then just walks up to him upside down with Giacchino's score playing, it's like, that fucking got me excited to see the Batman movie. Right. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, it's... Yeah, totally. And I, we talked about that trailer, and I was like, that's... You don't show me like you just inject him in veins right now like that's all you need to see uh-huh. um but in any case like moving on from from the trailer stuff it was just uh, a very like you mentioned like the the uh the bruce wayne-ness of it and i, I sort of likened that to spider-man homecoming where i was like yes yeah, it feels like a very much like a peter parker movie and you're getting some spider-man glimpses here and there but it's it's peter-centric and i really enjoyed that about this this pivot of this movie um you can sort of say the same with this. It's like, hey, it's much more Batman than it is Bruce Wayne. And he's still figuring things out. But, you know, like it's it's choosing one character over the other. And in doing so, it allows it to have these other directorial choices. Which is like, it's just dark all the time because he's out right now. But regardless of that, uh-huh. It's just it, when you look at all of Batman movies, it's interesting how how few of times Batman's the focus, right? Like the... The first one, you know, it's, it's the Keaton? Jack. It's a Jack. Yeah, it's the it's the Jack Nicholson show featuring Keaton. Oh, second, totally. Second one, it's He's all got about the arc in that movie. By the he way, does, yeah. Second yeah. one, it's all. I mean, all the Burton ones are like that. Second one, it's all about um, uh, Penguin and Catwoman. Yeah. The forever actually. The does sexual have, perversion in Returns is off the roof uh, through the roof. Like you, you also said that. Of as course. Well. Yeah. 
the the forever is like the first one that has more of a bruce wayne focus because he gets to relate to robin and everything and whatnot but you still have like very heavy presence of the villains Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about batman robin this week on the commentary track and that's a movie that's all over the place Mm -hmm. Uh, and then batman begins is like really the first like we're diving into bruce wayne's origin story we're going to do the whole thing sure and then again dark knights like denton joker and rises gets you some more bruce wayne action but it's pretty you know there's a lot of Bane, a lot of kind of like a, a, a yeah, lot of other things going story. on there. So right. it's like, you know, these are the main Batman films and Batman's rarely the main figure in them. So mm-hmm. I again, like I admire the idea of making a movie like this where it's like Batman is he's he's constantly in the suit, walking around, doing his thing. Like that's yeah. a that's a fun change of pace. I, I do like that aspect. Yeah. I, I wish the story was a little stronger and I'd find out how to handle that. But I don't you know, I don't. I, I'm not mad at Matt Reeves for giving me a whole lot of Batman as if I'm watching the animated series or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's totally fair. Um, sort of speaking on Batman and and kind of like in mask. Um, I'm, I'm on the same page with you that I thought Pattinson did a great job in sure, the mask. Yeah. Um, I think that there is a lot of facial emoting. Like, I would have disagreed with Marcus as well when when he when you guys chatted about that, because there's like the scene where he looks at the the mayor's son. And I was like, again, Reeves stays on uh, Pattinson for like five seconds longer than he needs to. Mm-hmm. And you just start seeing like a tear well up in his eye. And it's like, this is good Pattinson. You know what I mean? Like this is mm-hmm. good Batman slash Pattinson slash Bruce Wayne and allowing these things. It's, it's a show. Don't tell. Cause again, like they could have easily flashed back to like a, an alleyway, but they didn't. And that really gives me a stronger impact of like, Oh, Bruce totally knows this, how this kid is feeling. And now he's feeling the pains of it again which is why he goes out every night and like beats up everybody because he's like trying to right the wrongs from when he was like 10 years old or whatever right yeah it's like i really dug that there's a lot of facial acting i actually when i was listening back to it mm-hmm. and editing it i was like i would have brought up the, the point to marcus of like oh you're telling me that you didn't feel bad when robocop walks through his old house right because <laughs> I, I was like that's uh, a that's, <laughs> you don't even see peter weller's eyes and mm-hmm. you could feel like i still get sad when i see that movie on the clip on youtube because i'm just like oh man there's just so much air and while they are doing visually like you know some flashback stuff peter weller is fucking going bananas in that like 90 pound suit yeah um, it was and it was not easy for him i know a lot about not that easy yeah. it's not an easy thing to to learn how to do that as an actor right and it, and it goes the same here it's not easy to under act under a cow yeah like that's that's not something that you know actors use their face and so if you're covering 80 percent of that you really got to work to do it and i i would add more now that i've thought about it a little bit is like it's not i mean the face is you know how he's moving his his mouth and how he's moving his cheekbones and what have you that's one thing there's a lot of body language that's coming through through his use of that suit as well like totally you know there it's one thing to have him like try to be intimidating in that opening scene where he's you know He's a tallish guy. He's probably wearing lifts as well to make yes, him more yeah. imposing as a Batman. And so he, and you have to like have a guy like you've been saying, he's two years in. He's not the best fighter, but he's certainly been trained and he has to present himself in a way that makes it seem intimidating. And sometimes that's going to work. Sometimes that's going to not when you have guys that are, you know, too high or too whatever to be like, I'm going to back down from this guy. Right. But at the same time, you have a scene where he's like with Gordon in the police in the, um, the crime scene. Mm hmm. And like we've also all said, he's a weirdo wearing a bat costume yes, in the crime yeah. scene. This, so how do you this... how do you play that? And I, yeah. I like that in that room when they're like looking around the clues and everything, 
he's not trying to make himself big. If anything, he's trying to shrink himself down. So it's like, I'm just a guy. Like he just wants to not be noticed and just be able to do his detective work. And so like when he sees like the, when someone says the riddle and he kind of like casually finishes it, he finishes it kind of, but he says it low, right? He says it like, yeah, what is, what's the first? He lies still. He lies. Yeah. He's like, he lies still. He just kind of says, he doesn't like say he lies. He doesn't like puff himself up. I know the answer, Gordon. So it's, there's a lot of that with throughout this movie that I think is very important to how you play a person like this and make yeah. that register as an actor. You know, what's weird is also not weird, but what, what is uh, bolstering your point is on second watch. I, I just felt how much more of a weirdo Batman is uh-huh. like, in this movie. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, everybody is normal in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, a cop in a police uniform, business people wearing business suits. And then you see this guy, like, again, like he's wearing lifts. Pattinson's, like, six feet tall. Yeah. But, like, in, in the suit, he's definitely, like, lifts. So, so he looks like he's, like, 6'4". Yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, this is weird because he's got, like, you know, protection on his head. So his, his head looks a little bit larger than, than his actual head, the Batman suit does. Mm-hmm. And his shoulders look wider. But then, like, I just love how like awkwardly he walks into rooms and people just stare at him and you're just like, this is so weird that this vigilante is wearing like this giant bat costume and we're the weird ones. Like, no, this guy's a weird guy. And I definitely felt that much more again on second watch where you're just thinking to yourself, if I were to be in the position of, you know, uh, some of these cops in this room here, and you're just like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? <laughs> and I, I really dug that about, uh, how again Reeves lets scenes either play out just the way that they are like Batman he either just lingers or um, he's just there and kind of just like um, has to do detective stuff like the lingering part is really funny because there's the whole entire part where uh, in the first scene where they're doing the crime scene stuff the woman is walking and the Batman is like is in frame but <laughs> she just shows up to his chest and she's like excuse me and like you're just like oh I guess he's there too you know what I mean like uh, it, it's very like awkward but funny and it's just here's Batman you know recording everything and, and looking at everything and trying to figure out what the clues are mm-hmm. but it is weird that it's just this guy and I'm not talking about like from from the standpoint of an audience over if I was a Gotham City citizen I just like it's so weird that there's just this guy here at this crime scene of course it is in like... this bat suit that's just like taking all my fucking evidence and thinking that he's better at his job than at the job than I am. And in some degrees he is, but it's just, I, I, I felt that awkwardness and I really appreciated that Matt Reeves was like, no man, Pattinson be with it. Like be, be awkward with like these police officers because that's who we want you to be. And it was a choice. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they, it's a small thing, but they have the, one of the recurring cops is Martinez, right? He, yeah. And at first he's like, this who guy I thought, who I thought was Oscar Isaac for a quick hot moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, is that Oscar Isaac? But they let this, you know, at first he's like, are we letting this guy in? And then he's kind of keeps becoming like a recurring guy that pops yeah. in and out of this thing. And it, but you know, it grows like the, the, there's an evolution there that I kind of liked as far as by the end of this movie, they're basically working together in Riddler's room. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he gives them crucial information. It's like, yeah, a, car, a carpet man, a carpet guy uses that. Yeah. Like, that's it's how a, you, it's that's a, what you, you call it, a, a tucker. That's, yeah, you tuck, you tuck the carpet in. And he's like, Apparently oh. has an accent now that's exa- exactly this. That right, we, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're really good at accents here on the, on the show, folks. 
no but that that's a very um like again i i just like that there was all these like little clues because even i didn't know and i was like i that tool looks familiar but also why would I, they like yeah, show I it but what, i didn't know what that was but yeah they they give yeah. it is a they give a deliberate shot of that tool you're right yeah. many times and so again second watch is like fun um, but I, I dug that uh, Martinez is there. He's kind of like making small talk. That end just doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And he continues with the small talk because it's just awkward because there's like this guy here that you don't even know, but you kind of know that he's doing the right thing. But it's just really uh, a weird thing for, for you standing, standing in a room with this just a four tall guy um, in a bat suit. So How'd you like Jeffrey Wright. I really love Jeffrey Wright. Like I love him in a lot of things anyway. Like mm. again, he's great as the CIA agent in the Bond series. Um, like he totally looks like that that guy. But I love him as Gordon because there's this you have to like Gordon immediately. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's like while I do uh like who who's the what's the actor's name like in, in the Keaton ones? Uh Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle, yeah. It's like, I do like Pat Hingle, but he feels like he's just like a cop character. That yeah, it's, that it's the know. least developed Gordon. Yeah, all yeah. The Batmans, and like, yeah. You know that he works with him and yada, yada. And then like, I do like, um, you know, Academy Award winner, Gary, Gary, Old, Tim, what? Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah. Did a Tim uh, come out of Tim, that? Tim Oldman? Uh, <laughs> Tim <Gary> Roth? Oldman. <laughs> Tim Roth has, that might be one. Uh, but he might be a Bruce, or he might be a, a, an Alfred because of the accent. But I did like uh, Gary Oldman as uh, a um, Jim Gordon as well. But in this one, it's just like this is a Jim Gordon that you need to like right away, and you're not going to know anything about except that he's a good cop. Because in the other ones, it kind of was like, oh well, here's his family now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, like not even in um, well, I guess it is in like in the because well, in the Nolan, the Nolan ones, he's like. Not necessarily just starting up, but he's he's younger. Yeah, he's sergeant, where, and then he gets to lieutenant, and then and, lieutenant too. And this and that's and it's the first time we have Batman, where this movie's year two of Batman. So you like you already have to have that camaraderie. Like he already has the signal set up. Yeah, and the thing about it is, they they still go through it too, and that's why I really like. I I think that it's actually worth a rewatch for people that have seen it, or when it comes to HBO Max, you can watch it like every other day kind of thing. Yeah, but there's still this whole entire like I'm not like I trust this guy. But I don't know fully why. But sometimes I also don't know if I should trust this guy, even though I think he's the only trustworthy person. And this goes both ways. This is like a Gordon and a Batman situation. Like, it kind of feels that way because I really dug that, you know, <laughs> there's there's the exchange in the police station of just like, um, you too, Gordon. And then Gordon's like, hey, man, here's like the skinny. Like, I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to help you get out of here. Um, but then later there's the whole entire like, hey, uh, Riddler's calling for you. It's like you're a good cop, and like you're you're one of the only good cops that I really enjoy, slash like a friend that I can actually talk to. Um, and so I really dug Jeffrey Wright's performance of like, hey, let me like be low key, like I'm not gonna be too high, not too low, but also like when he does get high, I'm talking about like high voiced. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing pl- police stuff, you know what I mean? Like, hey, who's in charge here? We don't know yet. Okay, everybody shut up. Let me Tom Lee Jones this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you go get me some uh, thick me of a donut with some sprinkles on top. Uh, but I dug that there was a Gordon here that feels like a weathered, aged Gordon that is still trying to do the right thing after like a decade plus in the police. Uh, in the police. Um, I was going to say the police academy, but in the in police, the police force. 
force yeah. yeah i mean sure i mean with this movie that's so heavily seven inspired having somebody that feels akin to a somerset that makes a lot of sense right having right someone that seen the corruption of the city knows that there's constantly bad things going on and his only reliance is like well this weirdo in a costume seems like he can do the right thing so like that's it's that's, that's an interesting note to play like if morgan freeman suddenly had help in the form of you know some guy wearing a suit <laughs> it's like I mean, I, he'd I, accept I've seen, it. I've, I've seen, I've seen worse. <laughs> I mean, we saw the bone collector. Um, so, uh, which we call it? There's, um, you talked about. Uh, you just brought something I wanted to expand on for a quick second there, but the police stuff, the corruption. Oh, the seven stuff. So the serial killer stuff in this, I think, was fantastic. Um, like it's clear that Reeves was like, if you're not gonna let me do an R movie, I'm gonna do the closest thing to an R movie that I can um and yes while you don't see like fresh blood you do see like you know that's one of the things that you and i talked about with the conjuring which is like oh i guess that it got an r for scenes are too scary but also like this scene in the basement where there's like fresh blood on the on the cloth um therefore it's like i yeah. guess we got to give it an r rating now even though everything in it is like pg-13 it's because they wanted the bragging rights they're like yeah we made an r-rated horror movie yeah <laughs> um but for this one, like you could definitely feel like Reeves is like, let me push the envelope as far as I can before the MPA, and then I'll cut whatever they want me to cut. But at the same time, like it's gonna be a movie that I really dug. Um, again, you mentioned this like heavily Zodiac influence, especially the voice that Dano is doing um, mm-hmm. uh, on the calls, uh, even the ciphers, uh, a lot of like saw stuff too because of like what he's doing with some of the these elaborate puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever and definitely the seventh thing of like these sins right like let me give you all these clues and i think that i'm this criminal mastermind but i'm just like this criminally insane person and but what i dug about it is like i really like that there was genuine chill moments in this movie yeah like, there was there are scenes in here like on first watch i was like i don't like this like i i feel very uncomfortable with this scene right now because i don't know what's going to happen and while things are more quote-unquote telegraph than uh, perhaps what you might be expecting like that first initial scene uh, of the mayor in his in his room it's like it's a great scene like it's yeah. a great like um i'm not really sure what's gonna happen here because the thing with like giacchino G- G- score too he adds like this ticking movement mm-hmm. to a lot of these high tension scenes and i dug that about it which is just hey let me try and scare the audience too because you guys came into a Batman movie and you guys are going to get one, but there's also like this menace on the loose here. And this menace, I want you to know is a true menace. So the second time that I watched it, I watched it with this, uh, again, the theater wasn't very full, but I sat closer to these folks that had not seen it before. And they were genuinely spooked. Like you could hear them say like, Oh no. And like, you could see them covering their eyes at some points. Cause it just played as like a horror movie. And I, I was like, great Reeves. You did it. You, you son of a bitch. You did it. Um, so good job on them, uh, on him capturing like what he wanted to capture, uh, between a hero movie, but also a straight up like American horror movie. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, you've heard what I had to say about Paul Dano, and I do think mm-hmm. it's the, it's these scenes of the menace that he's presenting to these people before he reveals himself that I find to be quite effective just because I don't know where it's going. Uh, right. I like that whole opening sequence is fantastic because of camera placement and, you know, even some subtle things he's doing as a per. It's, you know, he's, this is the end result of what he's been studying up to do, but he's, it, it's apparent that he's not used to doing it. 
I think, but yeah. from from the way like the camera has that overhead shot of him and he just starts howling, he goes and he howls at the mirror right. and he goes after him. It's like it's like he's charged himself up to do a thing that he's never really done before, but because this is his plan, he has to do it. I mean that yeah. I, that's more. I think that's more complicated than it may look as for an actor to kind of pull that kind of thing off. And I similarly, I like the tension when he when um. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Mr. Rachel Dawes, uh, Peter Sarsgaard is standing outside Mr. the club. <laughs> Mr. Rachel Dawes. <laughs> when he's standing outside <laughs> the club uh, with Selena, yeah. and you know that Riddler's in his car. There's somebody in the car, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like that there's that tension there, too. It's like, is Selena and him about to get captured? So I don't know what's going to happen. And then when they right. when he does get in the car, I, you know, great, you want to talk about visual storytelling, that whole look that Sarsgaard gives when he turns his head and he sees the headrest is yes. in the seat. That's yeah. great. That's just such good, like, well, now I, so much... I, I'm screwed. I have half a second. What's going to happen? And it's just yeah. like, that's good stuff. There, there's a lot of great stuff. I mean, there's a lot of Carpenter in there, too. Like, mm-hmm. great POV shots of, like, a killer. Yeah. Um, And you're just like, I don't like where this is going because you, you're not sure what you're going to see. In, this is the opening shot of the movie. You're not sure you're gonna what he's looking for, and then you realize what he's looking for. Um, there are moments where you're just like, I hope that this isn't going where I think it's going. Um, and then you know it's PG-13, so it can't. But then, uh, yeah, that scene too. It's like I love that there was like that that you know the sheriff's daughter scene, where it's like, why is it foggy in here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let, yeah. Me, let me wipe this. Yeah. And again, that's like a, a telltale sign. You're just like, man, like even you know that it's weird that it's there's condensation inside the car. Mm-hmm. And then again, yeah, the, the grand, great visual storytelling of just let me show Peter Sarsgaard's face um, of him realizing that like he's he's fucked up. Um, but there's a you guys sort of talked about this too um, tension slash maybe suspense. Um, I thought there was a really good sense of that. You know, there was like a, it it wasn't for long. It didn't last for long. I'm talking about like the bomb sequence in this movie. Um, it wasn't it didn't last super long but i did like that that you're able to see the clock in real time kind of going yeah as he's trying to figure out this riddle and then the last riddle he's just like unwilling to say it and batman's like you're gonna fucking die if you don't do it <laughs> and then he's like i don't care and then it just blows up it's like that was it wasn't that it was fun but it was, it was creative it was a creative choice that was just like how, how does um hitchcock uh describe it where he's just like if you know if that you- the bomb is there that's suspense. Suspense, if you, yeah. Yeah. If you know, if the if you if, if, if there's like what shock if if the if a bomb just explodes, but if you know there's a bomb, right. under, if the if you know the bomb's under the table, that's what suspense is. Yes. Yeah. And so you're able to see the bomb and the time, and I thought that it was like very suspenseful because it was just a fun ride to just be like, hey man, like I don't know if Batman's actually gonna be able to do this, and then you know, obviously there's questions that are like, okay, you're like literally like a foot away from the blast with half your face uncovered but we'll yeah, the, th- the thing there is it's real it's real like <laughs> it gives you like too much of that cake because yeah, <laughs> so yes, yeah. it's like there's a bomb here can batman solve it i don't know i guess he can <laughs> but he doesn't because the guy can't help him out with it and right. how does this well do we get to see an explosion we like explosions yes does batman escape from it not really, but he's fine. Like, but he's what? fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So that's why that's where it was like, hey, you guys had and this isn't the only example of it, but this is where it, it doesn't or comes out from like an A plus like mind blown. So like these things like this where it's like, hey, cool. Like, how does this work? Or like getting a shotgun blast, like, you know, five feet away from you kind of thing. 
I get that you're winded and, and super knocked out, but then you you ride up the whole entire like he's got like bad adrenaline. Yeah, it's like you know that that's a really those, clever those handy tools. Bad adrenaline. Yeah, it's clever. It's it's you know it's smart. It's cool. Um, but these are the things where it's like, oh man, you guys had a lot of like things that were really going for me. But some of these like small like nitpicks or just things that I was like, eh, well, you know, visually I think that there's like, some cool stuff here, but. Also, that, that bomb scene has such an awkward transition because I, I like the bomb stuff like we were just talking about. Yeah. I, and I, I like the Batman gets up in front of 30 people and holds them off. Like, that's fun, too. And before he jumps uh, up yeah, the building, in, the, in the police station, in the police station. Great line. I laughed out loud the first time I saw it. Where it's like, I'm going to get you for assaulting a cop. He was like, get yeah, me for assaulting three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. But the 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 way they got from the church to that, it's like that's weird. Like we just kind of accepted that he's wearing a mask and didn't yeah, take it off the entire right. time. Like, it's like, yeah. Let's prefer that. And then like, you know, let's respect it, his wishes. It's, about been, not like, taking his cowl it's off. been like three hours and it's like, right. I guess we should maybe take the cowl off now. Like, yeah. Let's. And Gordon's like, <laughs> if Gordon wasn't there, those boys would have known who you were. It's, such um, a, it's just a weird. And the only justification they have is there's a stretcher in the room. So presumably they brought him out and, <laughs> and like carried him over here. Eventually. Right. <laughs> Obviously they need to interrogate him. Cause you know, he's messing with like crime scene but i think that that's why um that's why the the funness of spider-man in that rooftop scene where goblin gets spider-man is that they both are in a comic movie they know this yeah so that's why it's like hey i could have unmasked you but you know what i'm actually just gonna verbally harass you and hit you on the head and be like you you thought you were a superhero I am a superhero kind of thing. It's like, this is fun. You know what I mean? And this Versus, movie, I mean, yeah. it, it could have used a little bit more of that, right? I mean, it, I like even Dark Knight, he has his mask like electrified underneath. Like there's at least some justification going on here. Like this movie, he has so many gadgets. You can give him a little oh, that's thing. that's right. Yeah, because I was, I was, that's, that's what happens with him and Joker. Yeah, and Joker, when, after that big car chase. After, after like the weekend. Uh, like what if yeah. essentially, yeah, it was henchman tries to take the mask off and he goes, Bleh! and then the Joker makes yeah, fun yeah, of yeah. him. He goes, Bleh! Joker like starts <laughs> dancing. Yeah. yeah exactly. So it's, I mean, this movie, I don't, I could have easily showed us like a little insert of that or something just to give us, give me some reason why three hours pass and Batman right. still wearing his mask in the police station. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, I, whenever I think about like, those scenes, I think about like Superman Returns, where it's like, oh, there's like this human here, and, or I'm sorry, there's like this alien here. Quick, give him an injection of like morphine. Like his skin is like impenetrable. Like the needles just bend. But you know, in any case, I I I basically just dig whenever there's a superhero out cold, and humans are trying to help this person out. Because like, how do you do it? But that's why I think like if you build up the world enough, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this one, like I, I just there was like some some uh, shortcuts, and it's not even really a shortcut. It's kind of just like let me get to the next scene kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, it's, it's just there's it deletes the shoe leather, but it's like well sometimes you need that shoe leather to kind of right. like justify yeah. certain things. Yeah, like sort of like rounding things out here. I, I did want to chat about like how this is different from maybe some of the other uh, Batman's, and I I don't know where like where this ranks in terms of like all the other ones. But it is like a good, I felt as though it was like a good um, addition to the Batman movies. Um, and then sort of like spinning off of that, like I thought about this as I was leaving the theater too. I was like, I, I did like, I do like that DC is doing these kinds of things. And I'm not, this is like not to say like DC or one is better than the other, but more just like, I, I did like that. Like you mentioned this too about, about Juan being able to like do his own weirdness in Aquaman. 
Um, I'm kind of like Snyder, kind of like, let me build up like the Snyderverse where everything's dark and twisted. And- yeah, there's a filmmaker-driven imperative that's yeah. gone on with the DC side of things. Yeah, and I did like that this was just like, hey, Reeves, like you want to make a Batman movie? And I don't know how much of this is based off the, the Affleck stuff, um, if at all. But, you know, like if you were Affleck, you guys want to make your own Batman movie and it's, it's darker or um, more grounded or, or wherever it wants to be, feel free to. Like, I'm glad that they didn't have to go through or Reeves didn't have to go through and redo, like, again, the alleyway scene or whatever else. But yeah. I, I dug that they're just, it feels like a vi- different visual storytelling than, than our Marvel movie cinematic universe is doing. Um, and I appreciated that. I was just like, I, 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 I dig it, DC. Like, you guys don't have, like, the best record in terms of, like, trying to build up to a singular uh, thing like Avengers. But I actually really appreciate that you guys are allowing your directors to just be like, this is the movie I want to make, and you guys greenlit it, and this is what we're putting out here. So please, please distribute it and market it as best you can, and we'll see where the chips lie um, when when everything's done, right? Yeah, the, the thing that DC has, like, in an overall sense, and I know, I know you're speaking more to, like, cohesive vision in the past several years or what have you, but the thing that DC is always going to have is, their key Batman films and Superman the movie are all better than everything in the MCU. I mean, so it's like yeah. they, 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 they have the advantage of having some of the best superhero movies ever made uh, over the MCU. But it's for, in terms of like recent years, how to propel one universe over another, given that that's the, where their focus went. Yeah, you know, the organic growth that the MCU had based off, you know, a whim that turned into a good gamble that turned into a success is better than playing catch up. That's totally know, that's yeah. that's what happened there. And I, I we'll never know exactly all the things that went on going on with bat with with Ben Affleck's the Batman. Yeah, I I'd be willing to bet that it's basically what this is trying to be to varying degrees in terms of tone and influences. But it also had to connect with what the Snyderverse stuff was doing, right? It would have yeah. to be involved in that universe. I'm not saying that that would mean that like Aquaman would show up at one point and be like, "Hey, have you got a problem with the Penguin?" But I mean, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> why does I'd he welcome, sound like Batman? Now? Although, I, although I'd welcome because he's trying to, he's 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 fucking with him. Got but, it, um, yeah. <laughs> that's an Aquaman thing to do. Anyone, anyone call for fresh fish? Um, <laughs> but I. I, I yeah, I, I think it just have more like lingering connections to what's around this world as opposed to just being a singular Batman movie. That's totally. it. I, but I but I do I agree with you. I do like and that's what I was saying the other time, too. I like that we have these singular superhero films and they may or may not connect like even even you know, even some of the ones that do like Aquaman is a movie that's very much in the Snyder world, right. but it's very much its own movie. That's not a movie where you can't. You you don't need to watch Batman v Superman or Wonder Woman to be like, how's Aquaman work? You're just like, oh no, this is Aquaman. This is the movie. Like, yeah, it's, and it's, it's weird its and thing. it's fun and it's cool. Um, it's it's weird. It's weird that we are in this place where because we have set up universes, we have to like establish that like Joker and the Batman don't count. Uh, Wonder Woman eighty four does count. Shazam oh, that is weird. Does count. Um, like you know, there's this ongoing narrative that yeah, some of these movies do connect and some others don't. Granted, we're movie nerds. This is not a thing that's going to you know make it hard for us. Right. And the general population also doesn't care. I don't think they care. But it's but right. it's yeah. But it is this weird like. I guess we're all just accepting this. <laughs> that's that kind of gets to me a little bit too. Yeah, like there's um, I think that DC has said this in the past. Like the DC big heads, or they're just like 
we're gonna let people make whatever they want to make like it doesn't have to actually fit in the canon like we don't care how many batman streams there are like it could be like batman 2049 kind of thing now yeah. they're certainly saying that i mean yeah. before, before they i think know, they were trying to go for before, like a whole entire like, cohesive dump, universe well, yeah before they dump snyder it was pretty much gonna be like we got this we got we got yeah, our yeah, yeah. our golden boy zach snyder he's gonna fucking create this universe we're gonna have these filmmakers yeah. they're gonna do whatever they want but they're gonna tie into the bat universe with uh with snyder and superman right. and all this so. And I'm glad that, they, they've yeah. just kind of changed narrative or like, you know, whatever the case is. But I was listening to a different podcast um, and they, they, what? The person, I know. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Um, I, uh, but they, they brought up a, you know, a point that like, I, I would, I would, I see where they're coming from. And I, I just partially agree with it, which is like Marvel has different, different varieties of vanilla. And I was like, I, I see what you're saying. Like, you know what I mean? And DC is just like, yeah, we've got ice cream too. It just comes in like other flavors. But Marvel's is like, we've got French vanilla. We've got like uh, creamy vanilla. We've got like classic vanilla, vanilla bean kind of thing. I mean, it's, that's speaking to it. I know what you're saying. It's speaking to yeah. extremes. I mean, it. And generalities. <laughs> they, yes. It is because, I mean, if, if they have different versions of vanilla, that's some damn good vanilla to make 25 versions of it that are generally all pretty good. I mean, it's... I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just saying, like, you know, in tone, I get what they're saying of, you know, it has to it has to stay in the storyline because we need to connect to this later thing down the road. But, you know, I am curious to see what they do in Phase 4. All that being said is the, the DC stuff is... is um, I know that it didn't really work out when they were trying to, like, pitch... Um, or play catch up and kind of like pitch a, a DC universe with like the um, the Justice League, mm-hmm. but hey man, if you guys are gonna make movies like this where they're standalone and they're like fucking really fun to watch and they they bleed cool to some degree slash like they have like their own energy, I'm down. Like give me that because yes, I would rather like sometimes like it's hard to to ask when people ask you or I, I don't know if you get this question, but I certainly do. Sometimes they're like, Hey man, how much do I have to watch of uh, Loki to like get into like, you know, um, Spider-Man uh, what's the last one that they made? No way home. Yeah. I was like across the galaxy. Um, but, uh, but how much do I have to watch of like Loki? It's like, you kind of have to, like, you kind of have to like watch, like, know right, some it? of these things uh, no you don't <laughs> i mean that's i mean i i hear what you're saying i Loki's I mean, not a great example but there's... i know like i here's, here's where i rub against it as far as yeah. the marvel stuff goes i mean honestly it's not too far away from the dc stuff yes there are it's really like cap and avengers that's the only ones where like you need if you want to be like fully caught up you gotta watch those but i mean you're not watching Black Panther being like, oh man, good thing I watched Thor Ragnarok first. Like, I mean, that doesn't matter. Like, if it no, is, no, I'm I'm talking about more like specifically just the the most recent Spider-Man though. It's like, there's a lot of canon in that movie, and like you can watch it. You as still far as enjoy MCU, it. As far as the MCU goes, as far as the MCU goes, yeah. Like there's there's just like a lot of buildup to that movie, and so you're not gonna know who this person is or that person is if unless you like have seen the last like four or five movies. And if you don't watch them, you're totally fine watching it as like a standalone. You're still going to probably like it as a movie overall. But if you want to know, if you want to follow the storylines of some specific things that they're talking about, then yes, yeah, you're going to have to like know uh, back to like uh, Avengers, uh, Age of Alternative. I'd still argue, and I'm not trying to fight you, but I'd still argue yeah. that, I mean, it, 
it's Spider-Man. It's the third Spider-Man movie, but in terms of like that, and I'm, I mean, if, you, if we're not trying to be too specific, that's fine. If we're being, no, no, specific, not, if we're, not being specific, if we're being specific to Spider-Man, I mean, like my dad watched, but he didn't care about the other ones. So that's he, what he I'm saying. He's like, like, he's like, he walked in, he loved, he loved it. Like, that was great. I mean, that one, especially given the other Spider-Man that movie, yeah. like that's, and even then you don't necessarily need to see those movies. You just need to acknowledge the fact that other people played Spider-Man before. Like it's, I know, and yes, like if you want to, if you want to have this kind of like, I'm fully prepared for every aspect of this as far as what Doctor Strange is, who Wong is, who these goblins are, mm-hmm. uh, why Zendaya matters, um, what happened with Mysterio. Like, I get that. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, it's, it, it, there's an extra level of fun or interest to be had by pursuing, you know, all of the avenues of this kind of universe compared to something like this with Batman, where it's like, yeah, you can just wander into this and be fine. Like it's... Totally, yeah. I mean, I guess the way that I would liken it is like, hey, man, if, you know, I started playing Breath of the Wild, which I talked about like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. If you didn't want to do any of the side <laughs> missions. Going? Yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very immersive game. Like I'm talking about like, there's just a lot of things that you can do. Um, but again, like you could do just the main quests and not any, do any of the side missions and you'd be fine. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. You're going to totally get that. But I felt as though like, if you were to do the side missions, like it really does add to the story a lot. And so the Marvel has kind of been doing some side missions slash like the main mission and, and whatever else. And I like this comparison. This is it. good. This works for me. I understand what you're saying here. But like, in any yeah. case, like again, there's a, re- like, there's a rewarding quality to being caught up. Like, sure. Yeah. And so you do get a, a better, a fuller picture of it. But that's not to say that you're not going to get the immersiveness if you just do the main quest. Sure. Because the main quest is still a long game. Like I'm not even done with that part of it too. But if you did it, you'd have to like, you know, get to enough supplies and get to enough health and whatever else to do it. Um, but all that being said, like this Batman movie that we're talking about here, Reeves is Batman, like there's no strings. Like it's, you just go with like everybody's on the same page. And that sometimes can be a detriment or a positive, right? The detriment is like, oh, well, you know, do you build up to this? Like, do you build more off of it now? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to have like a trilogy um, versus the other ones where it's like, oh, that's cool. Like, it feels like Spider-Man is complete now. Like that is actually a fairly complete, not even the trilogy. We're talking about like with the Avengers series through the Spider-Man individual MCU movies. Um, that feels like a complete story arc. Um, and then, you know, like I'm curious to see where they're going to go from here, but yeah, I, I would be, I'd be open to a, a patents and trilogy. I'd be open to whatever the case is. Um, It'll yeah, it'll that's that's what we do. We do trilogies, so I guarantee it'll be it'll yeah be the, the trajectory of this. That's not a did, sigh or a bad Bird, thing. It's did just Bird never want to do a trilogy for Keaton, or would he just done it too? Oh yeah, he um he had plans for a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he cast Marlon Wayans as Robin. Like he was ready to do, go full in on the oh, third on the third Batman movie. Yeah, like, he, he, you didn't know that that Marlon Wayans was yeah no Marlon Wayans was this is co- like costume fitted and everything. He he was ready to get and, and they had to pay him. Uh, because they didn't they because they scrapped his whole vision for it there was going to be a third batman it would be the it would have been the final batman for them and yeah and marlon waynes was going to be robin in it wow um i forget what the offhand i can't think what the villain is right now but the um no he was even with batman returns which you know critically did fine and then box office wise because batman was such a hit batman returns going down it was somewhat inevitable, but also because it was much more of a dark Burton film that didn't mm-hmm. like that didn't really help as, as, as far as like keeping maintaining a as steady an audience as Batman 89. 
and then it's also like the second batman movie prepared to like the first batman movie so it's it just it was a number of things but warner brothers was like this is too dark and whatever and they're like tim we you know we appreciate you but you can do something else and we'll uh, do something else mm-hmm. um so yeah they, they, there was ideally ideally there there's a world where there could have been a third batman movie sure. with tim burton directing of keaton um, but once burton walked or, or was quote-unquote taken off uh mm-hmm. keaton was like no thank you and he left also so yeah yeah, we got and then later that that Warner Brothers executive green lit uh, Richard Dawes getting blown up. Got it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm kidding. I know uh, he, I mean, he probably wasn't there. I, uh, there's there's a lot to this. I, I know a lot of this, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, too, this, dark. it's too dark. It's too dark, man. This doesn't even get into the well. We got rid of Burton off Batman, but you know what? If he made a Superman movie with Nicholas Cage, like there's you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that one actually has a documentary though too. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is which which does have some of the Batman stuff in it. Just because, oh, interesting. Just, okay. just for the sake of context, yes, that's a good doc. Yeah. I mean, because you get to learn a lot about this insane superhero movie that almost happened. So. Yeah. So uh, with all that, like in terms of just the Batman, like I'd be curious to see where they go from here, what they can do to build it up. Um, what do you What do you want in another Batman? Like you know, so you guys, Pat, you guys talk about this too. Back. What's coming yeah. next? Yeah. So so you guys talk about this too, just very briefly. Like which villain could they go for next? And I was like, I kind of wish that they just. I talked about this with my buddy after like the the screening of the movie. I was like, I kind of just wish that I wish that they went there. Like they went out there. They're just like, no, like. He was like a different guy together. He brought up Clayface as well, and I was I like, brought, "That would have." Yeah. Oh, he brought up your friend. No, my, Clayface. my buddy did. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "That would have been fun if you guys just like went with a different bad guy together." Marcus even brought up like the the, um, the mobster mannequin dummy, right? Oh yeah, uh, ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah, the ventriloquist. And I was like, "See, if you guys just gone like that route of just like let me just like curveball you guys because you guys had an extended chat about this where there's just a large rogues gallery for Batman, including mm-hmm. like." People that you don't even hear about that that Lego Batman made fun of. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, did we need a cameo from Joker? Not really, but at the same no. time, you're just like <laughs> no is the answer to that question. <laughs> that's yeah, my, that's my to, answer. Like, yeah, that's my answer too. It's like it, it was actually going very well, and then all of a sudden, like, here we go again, you know, like well, what I what I don't like specifically about that Joker, I mean like i you know barry kagan great like joke yeah great i get it it's batman like he's having a hell of a year but what bothers me is that it's specifically doing something where the riddler is you know he might be insane but he's he's seen as fairly confident in what he's doing as well as being a you know a mastermind in his scheming yeah and so the idea that like the second he gets hey by the way he won and he won yeah that's the (laughs) other thing too he he beat batman essentially he beat batman yeah but like the second he's in a cell alone, like one just one guy starts like chatting him up a little bit, and, and Rid- yeah. Riddler goes from being like you know the mastermind who has a legion of dudes, uh, a legion of uh, of white supremacist dude bureaus going after him. Um, <laughs> that's not fair. They could be not racist terrorists also, um, but, um, <laughs> or non-racist terrorists. Whatever. This is like Pete Davidson's joke about Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> Or about about uh, Staten Island, but like the, there's not but, just like racist cops and firefighters. There's also like racist. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There's not just like racist cops and and uh, heroin. There's also racist firefighters and and meth. <laughs> it's like all right. But like the the second that he's in the with this cell and he's he's away, you know, he's away from his stuff. Sure. Joker comes along and like chats him up a little bit. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're my best friend now. I need this. It's like what happened to the guy you just were? 
It just seems like this weird like character assassination going on just for the sake of a Joker cameo. Maybe. I mean, I, that one uh, kind of like not I don't stray too far from you, but I think there's like um, a funness to Edward that I I dug about him being like this bravado guy. And then his last video, he's like, hey, guys, um, thanks for being my followers. I've only got 500 of you guys. But it's like there's like this meekness that you see in the last video, which I thought there's was like a meekness, really but he, he still got the fall. Well, I, I know, like, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then also, again, like his his major thing was like, Batman, you and I are here together. I pretend to do you're safe. Like, let's just watch like the city devolve into like chaos, which it actually does. Right. Um, and then Batman's like, I've got to go save this because I'm not like you. Um, We're not friends. There's yeah. no us. We don't do ships. I didn't click confirm on your friend request. Yeah, he's just uh -huh. Lil Arnett now in the Billy Batman movie. <laughs> right. So I would have, I, where, where would I like to see Pattinson and Reeves go with this? Go where we haven't been before, man. Like I dug that Oz slash uh, Penguin is not fully Penguin at this point. You know what I mean? Like there's like really cool things that you guys did like that capacity where I thought that he was going to be a larger Penguin-esque character. But, you know, like, he's kind of like a side to the Falcone stuff in this movie. And they've so, officially announced his HBO series this week. So he's got that. Yeah, where he's going to get, like, you know, that that uh, larger expansion. But, yeah. I yeah. hope he gets an, a kick-ass opening credits intro song to his uh, his TV show. Where That'd he be really fun. He dances like, with an umbrella and everything. And very whimsical. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like a Fred Astaire type thing. Yeah, the Fred Astaire, um, like, anything goes in uh, Temple of Doom. Like, any any number of things. Yeah. Like <laughs> give me, like, a literal, like, you know... A uh, long, long tail tuxedo too, as well. Or if he's um, singing like Al Pacino and Dick Tracy, where he has his accent, but he's still singing. He's like, "Here we go, come <laughs> on, yeah." <laughs> How do I love these? Let me count the ways. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there, there's a lot of ways ways that you can go. And if you guys are gonna conventional in terms of the characters, I'm sorry, in terms of the villains. Okay, but I I kind of want to see how you want to continue your own storytelling, Matt Reeves. Like I I I'm more curious about that because if you become more just like I and I, I have no feelings, I have no reason to feel as though he's going to become tamer. Because if anything, like you've seen what he did with two apes movies, and it's like they do raise the stakes <laughs> a lot uh, in those apes movies. Obviously, he's got uh, stuff to to play with. Um, well, but, I mean, it makes me curious because the Ace movies are ostensibly they're tragedies because it's for one thing it's about the downfall of the entire human race, but also it's you know Caesar's right. Caesar's. I mean, it's it's not. A, I mean, there's a rise as far as his community goes, but he has to delve into some dark places to deal with it. Right. Where Batman, I mean, the end of this movie is Bruce Wayne finding hope. So that's not me saying now it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows in the next Batman movie, but I, I'll be curious what the I'll be curious what the next step is for that. Like, do you do you challenge that hope with something that's like even crazy darker? Like, I guess maybe, or do you do you have a little bit more splashy fun with it? Which Clayface would be perfect for that. <laughs> <laughs> Who can tell? Who can tell? I I would be I would be open to it. I'm a, I'm definitely open to. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be. I I would be. Open. I'm definitely open to like Pattinson Reeves reteam up for uh, where this goes. But I just hope that they don't do anything like, well, let's just try and redo this other movie or It's like, no, man, like fucking going to Chinatown. You know what I mean? Like a literal like if you want to like base things off of Jack Nicholson's Chinatown and the two Jakes, do that. Like go go for that route. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't want to see like, let's just redo what Nolan did with the Dark Knight. You know what I mean? It's like I hear you. No, no don't I, do that kind of stuff. Or it's and, just like fucking do your the movie that you love. And put Batman in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and, I'm I, and that. honestly, that's you know, I think Reeves is a, 
Reeves is a smart guy. I, yeah. I think he he knows well enough if like he's making another Batman movie, he's not just gonna redo other Batman movies. Like right. even this movie, where my issue and more Scott's issue especially is that he feels like it's too much of a rehash of other Batman movies. Granted, yes, we're 10 plus Batman movies in. There's only so many kinds of things Batman can do. Mm-hmm. But I do think, but I think Reeves is smart enough to, yes, use other characters. He's expressed interest in a number of people that we haven't seen in Batman movies before anyway. But um, do tell, give me a tease. Uh, he mentioned uh, Calendar Man. He's mentioned Hush. Oh, is, okay. So you, you talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. A little bit on the podcast. Yeah. But like he, but he's, he's talked about big things in general. Um, yeah. What's the other one? There's another one. Uh, Mr. Freeze, you talked about. Yeah, that, uh, which that's, be, that's what I, I thought would have been a cool cameo at the end. I'd be, I'd be curious what a, I mean, I'm curious about all of these because I, I mean, you know, I like Batman and I, and he has yeah. a, a very impressive Rose Gallery. So I'd be curious what that would look like in these, in, right. in a film like this. The Court of Owls is another thing. That's the big mm. thing okay. that he could draw from, which would be interesting. And I, and I think, you know, adding to that, as far as the Bruce Wayne stuff goes, not that that would make it inherently lighter, but because you'd get what you were describing, the kind of more of the playboy billionaire version of Bruce Wayne, as opposed to the, you know, dark and brooding Bruce Wayne, that would by default make, have to make it like at least some, and add a little bit more levity or like some juxtaposition between Batman versus this guy that he's pretending to be in public, which that's fun to see. Like it'd be, it, fun, yeah. to, it'd be fun to see Robert Pattinson, like play suave. Hand it up. A, yeah, yes. Yeah. Cause I, I would like to do that too. Like I have, if they decided to do like more of it, but even still less than the others. Yeah. I'm fine with that as well, because, Hey man, give me the story that you're trying to tell. Like, don't give me, I mean, this is where you and I come back to a lot, um, which is like, Hey man, if a director is going to take a chance, I dig that they take that chance. You yeah, know what I mean? Like for sure. Like, like win or lose, you took a chance and this movie didn't really pan out, but things like you got the performance that you wanted out of it and everyone took it seriously. And therefore I can really appreciate what you did here and if you did that that's great because i don't think i you know i think you and i are in the same boat like it doesn't feel as though matt reeves is like great i finally broke into the big times yeah and now like i'm gonna make like you know just a standard movie and then a standard trilogy set it's like mm-hmm. he's he's he feels as though he's a guy that really draws inspiration and i don't know where he's getting his inspiration from next but yeah you could definitely feel like that year one that that long halloween stuff in this in this uh in this edition that he's uh put out for the world so that's why that's why i like or at least admire like batman movies in general because they all do seem like filmmakers that want to make take chances burnt mm-hmm. movies feel like burnt movies schumacher's like i'm going fucking nuts you don't have to yeah. like forever batman or robin but you can't say that those are unoriginal and flat movies those movies are they're wild and imaginative yeah. and have huge sets that you've never seen anything totally like and haven't seen since i haven't yeah. seen i haven't seen a movie that has giant like statues with their arms raised out with balls on the end of them that the batmobiles driving across show right. me a movie like that yeah. i don't i don't know where it is the right. nolan movies are obviously their own thing they look like nolan movies and Zack snyder for all the you know shit that people want to give him i don't i don't hate those movies uh and they certainly have a very distinct look that's that's that is one of a kind right uh, yeah his fans may bother me, but him as a visual filmmaker, he's certainly trying for something. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of like comic movies, somebody that kind of gets lost in the fold of all comic movies, um, Lexi Alexander made a really made like, a Punisher. comic, yeah. Yeah, she made a Punisher a comic book Punisher movie where it was like got weird, funny lines and like excessive, like ridiculous gore in it. And people were like, this is not what I was looking for. And she's like, you know what? 
I read the fucking comic books <laughs> and I did my research because they gave me this project, which I it was like it was a quid pro quo kind of project, uh-huh. so I can make other movies. And th- if this isn't what you guys wanted, then fuck you guys. And I love that she said this like publicly, like not exactly like that, but she did go against. But like, pretty fans. much, she's pretty outspoken. Yeah, she's very <laughs> outspoken. But she she like again pushed back against the fans, like. You guys didn't like what I made, but I made exactly what the comics showed me. So why are you guys mad? And so anyway, I'll just say that, like, yes, there's a lot of like director stamps. And if you guys did, if if Reeves is going to do that for two, three, whatever the case is, do it. Like, please, like, I'm all for it because there's there's nothing more. There's nothing like more boring that that I can think of than like going to a movie. And be like, I know exactly what I'm going to see. And I, it's just, let me just, just get this over with. Like, well, it's funny because they just announced that Sean Levy's directing Deadpool 3 today. I, I read this. So yeah. Sean Levy directed Free Guy of Ryan Reynolds. Now he directed The Adam Project, which we'll talk, I'll talk about that on the next uh Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because that trailer is interesting. But I, yeah, it's spoilers for my review. Not a big fan of it. But yeah, it's a Netflix movie. But the announcement that he's directing Deadpool 3, it's like, Sean Levy seems like a perfectly nice guy. That seems yeah. like a really boring Deadpool movie. Honestly, that's that's my takeaway from that. From that, for hearing that news, going from Tim Miller, who I've never heard of, but he certainly made a successful Deadpool movie, to David yeah. Leach, who's a you know he's certainly done his job with action, the action. choreography. Yeah, to being like, and now the guy that makes like sitcom movies come to life. It's like okay, yeah, like, but you know, there's gonna be a Chris Evans cameo, uh, Aaron, and it's gonna be fun, and you know, you're gonna feel good at the end of it. I I will say Deadpool at this point probably more Reynolds driven than director driven anyway. So I, I would it's agree. like so you know if he's gonna get somebody he can agree with that they can make a fun time together, I wish them the best. I hope it's great. I, yeah. It's just but if you're gonna tell me, you know who's directing Deadpool three? Sean Levy from yeah. the Night of the Museum trilogy. Okay, <laughs> thank you. I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So that's why um, you know Reeves. I trust Reeves. I kind of. I'm giving a little bit more stock into the DC big heads right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm cautious on that, on that bet as well. But I'd be curious to see what they do next. Cause I I'm in for this Pattinson because his strong draw line and also just the way that he <laughs> uh, solves crimes in a funny manner. Thumb drive, thumb drive. Oh, this guy's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. Give me more of that Jim Gordon too, of, you know, moving up in ranks as well. Cause Clearly, two people, uh, or I'm sorry, the commissioner dies in this movie, so job's open. Although I guess maybe he'd be captain first, but we'll see. yeah, he was still lieutenant by by the end of this movie, so we'll see where he where he right. Is. Yeah, so he didn't get a, he didn't get a promotion in in word only like the way that Oldman did. It's um, lieutenant now. What? Yeah. What? Uh, what? Uh, what would you? What are you going to title the Batman sequel? What would you call it? That's a tough question. Like, I don't have, know what he's going to draw from, but no, no. What would you call it though? We have, this is the Batman. What's the next one called? <laughs> It'd be called the Batman part two. That's, that's it. That's all you got. The Batman part two. <laughs> that's, from, from the way that Reeves is thinking about it. That's probably what he's calling it right now. Uh, like what, what is it? What is it? What do you have in your mind? That Batman. <laughs> This Batman, and then the last one is these Batman. These Batman, <laughs> yeah. these <We're>, Batman. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's a very funny word or play on on particles or part uh, particles. On, uh, a Batman. Yeah. Our Batman? Question mark? Exactly. It's this a Riddler sequel. Into, 
<laughs> yeah, this is turning into uh, uh, Wu Tang Clan's shame on a. Like, I get, I gotcha, I getcha, I gotcha. <laughs> shame on a Batman helped it off. <laughs> <laughs> but playing with like the vowels and and mm-hmm. uh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, I I don't I don't know, and I was you know. <laughs> I've been Ooh, thinking Batman, about this. You like, like it raw. That's sorry. <laughs> that's, that's old, dirty Batman. Yeah. Um, I'll fuck your ass up. <laughs> but I think that there's uh, whatever. Our woo knowledge is very good. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck are they talking about? It's like, we don't worry. Woo. Listen to the song. You're going to dig it. We are on top um, of this. Just we, don't shout it out loud in the streets. We know the method. Yeah. Uh, Wu Tang is for the children. Uh, but there, there is when I was walking out of this movie, I was like, oh, I hope that he draws inspiration from, like, a Japanese anime next. Because there was, like, some hints of, like, long Halloween slash Spike Spiegel Halloween in here. And I was like, I, oh, okay. I, I don't yeah. know if he's, like, watching these things. But if he was, I would dig, like, him making, like, an American anime movie. I don't know if he's going to actually do that. But, you know, wherever he draw from inspiration from next Matt Reeves, I hope that it's someplace that is not really out of left field but just unconventional because while this is in the conventionality of the year one of comic books long halloween comic books or i'm sorry graphic novels i should say you know like you basically have some free reign and some some house money right now and cash that in however you want man like again i think i would be supremely disappointed if you and i walked into a 2024 batman wow that's been so long away mm-hmm. um and all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, okay. I guess you just went vanilla here. To, to be clear, because you mentioned him doing, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he has anime to draw from. He, the, that reason is, he may look like a, you know, a, a nice buttoned up guy. He's a huge nerd. Let's not forget that he's made a kaiju movie, Planet of the Apes films, a, a remake of a Swedish vampire movie. Uh, <laughs> he's made he's That's made right. a Batman movie. Like the 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 guy the guy's a nerd. Like the guy right. the guy is all into this kind of stuff. Like it, it's oh I I wouldn't put it past him to be like also a huge like. I don't know Gundam slash Cowboy Bebop fan. It's like you know what I always wanted to do in a movie. Uh, maybe that shot from Akira where um, <laughs> where, where like or Batman's on a motorcycle and he does that shot that like the, bat- yeah. the motorcycle scoots from the frame and everything. Like I don't know. Like I, yeah. I would not put this positive just to be creative with this kind of thing and yeah. this kind of capacity. Yeah, give me some of that shit because I'm all for it because there's a way that he again visually story told things show a lot of show don't tell which I disagreed with Scott on. Um, a lot of show don't tell and a lot of again comic panel looking movies or scenes I do agree um, with you there like that is something I really like to look for in these kinds of movies lately and you only yeah. get that so often and you could I, I agree that you can really feel the storyboarding as far as yes. like if, if, you, if you turn that into a comic it would work and I do yeah. think that's very present here you know the scene that I think about all the time is the scene where he's trying to call Alfred it's just voiceless and he's just yelling uh-huh. you're like this is a comic book panel scene you can see it that's, that scene. yeah that, there's some great editing going on in that sequence yeah. and that very much feels reminiscent of something like that right so anyway there's like a lot of it I'll just say that let's go for it let's go let's go big Matt Reeves and um you know, cement yourself as as one of the the best Batman franchises ever, which I think is already maybe tied for like second. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I mean, we'll see. Like, yeah. I it's the kind of thing where I agree. I want to see you know, see him go forward, and given how these things tend to go, 
second Batman films tend to be pretty good. <laughs> so I um I, I, I don't let's not let's yeah, I know. I so I didn't want to say that out loud. Yeah, yeah, let's let's go. You know what I mean? If you got the ground, you got the ground, the 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 foundation laid. So at this point you can just kind of run a little bit war wild and I look forward to what that would be. Yeah. So I apes together strong. Put in put in Caesar. Fuck it. <laughs> he's, why, he's back from the dead. Why cookie joker? Um, all right. <laughs> So I assume you would say people should go see this in theaters. Yeah, I would say that people should go see this in theaters. And what's weird is like I saw it in IMAX uh, and then I also saw it in Dolby. Uh huh. It plays a lot better in IMAX. Like I know sure. that there's not there's visually like a whole bunch of scenes that like, you know, not really shot or optimized for IMAX. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, like the picture is just clearer. The sound is just brighter and it feels much more like immersive. Um, because it's, Dolby. Because so. it's IMAX and Dolby is cool as Dolby is, it's still an AMC and AMC sucks. I mean, I actually was really disappointed because I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be fine because Dolby usually is like a better experience in, in general, but um, it not was if, darker. Yeah, and not if, I was not like, if uh, you know, Smelly Randy's operating the projector, doesn't matter. Smelly Randy. <laughs> There's three Stratex in the, in the parking lot. <laughs> oh boy, I'm in Pizza Face Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no. But there, there was um, a lot that you can pick up from like uh, it doesn't have to be IMAX, but just basically not an not an AMC is really what it is, which is unfortunate because um, you know you should be able to go, you should be able to go to any movie theater and see the same picture, but you should be. But I I have no AMC. Everything around me is largely not amc so i have right. no loyalty so i don't mind saying that generally amc not very good yeah I, I, I would agree and it's very unfortunate because you know you basically just go see this in in a theater where you know that the bulb is brighter not not even brighter just just cleaner because that scene where where bruce is looking at the, the mayor's son it plays a lot better in a in a scene in the theater where you can actually see the the contrast in the darkness um that's, and, that's a, yeah, I can see what you're singling out there. That works. Yeah, yeah because I, I felt more emotional the first time watching it. Not because I was watching it for the first time, but because I was able to see Batman's face depicted in the darkness versus in the AMC, where I was like, you can kind of pick up on it, but it's just not as clear. So I would say people should see this in the theater. Um, and if you're going to wait for HBO Max to have it in 45 days, I guess that's fine because it's three hours. But to be honest, like, you know, we haven't had a lot of these like blockbuster movies in a while. If you feel safe and it's and it's you know uh, comfortable for you, feel free to support it because this Dune and those like what was the other one where it's like this is an epic. Um, I forget well, right now. Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man Two. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, like there's the some Matrix. Movies... It might have been the Matrix, but in any case, like definitely like a Dune thing where it's just like this is visual storytelling on a really big screen that you should check out. So Nightmare check it out. Alley. Nightmare Alley has fucking fantastic. West, West Side Story. <laughs> West Side, yeah, that's the one. West Side Story. There we go. Okay. Whereas like, I know that's on Disney Plus right now, but I'm just bummed out that people didn't see it in theaters where Spielberg made a, an exceptional yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. So. I'm like, because it comes out on 4K next week, and I'm just like sitting here holding myself back from just watching it on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm gonna have the 4K. <laughs> Watch it on the 4K. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be loads it's just better. Like, it's like I don't want to like wear it out and be like, oh, I don't have time for the 4K. I, I haven't I haven't gone back to West Side Story yet, just because I'm like I kind of 
I want to be in like the right setting and the right mindset to watch it again on streaming or whatever the case is, just because, you know, um, it is one of the best movies of the year, but you kind of don't want to see it in like in, I guess I don't want to be let down of watching it like on my TV at home. It's like, eh, it's okay. So. <laughs> But in any case, yeah, I would say a theater for this. Okay, so what I'm hearing is see the Batman in theaters, watch Drive My Car and get on HBO Max. And you I'm not going to lie, dude. Drive My Car, you should watch it. <laughs> two two three-hour movies, and you can see both of them uh, conveniently as possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, cool. Uh, Abe, I'm, I'm very happy we were able to reconvene uh, and talk more about the Batman. Indeed. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Out Now Nights. Nights. Batman clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh,